0: welcome to the Blake and Chase show my name is Blake Alexander and
1: my name is Chase Carter
0: and we are here to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi for the second time on our show we'll be running through episodes one two and three and four at the very end we just saw that by the way and it was it was kind of crazy these Disney plus shows get a little hectic by episode four so we're gonna start by talking about episode one what we liked about it it, and we, what we didn't like about it, because yes. me and Chase had a few conflicting opinions on that one. So, okay, Chase, would you like to go first?
1: Okay, episode one. Hello there. So, episode one begins where a massive transport that looks like the one from Rogue One, but it's not. Thanks, trailer. Her lands on Tatooine, and then we meet three new Inqu- no not new well one new inquisitor the first inquisitor is the grand inquisitor yes which we did remember- see from rebels yes and remember that one because they're gonna break the lore okay and we see the fifth brother also from rebels and he looks he, he actually looks worse than the grand inquisitor i got
0: it. he didn't look too accurate did he
1: yeah he looked nothing like him
0: but keep going. Who Talk about the third one.
1: And the third one is... Reva. The Grand Inquisitor comes in this guy's lovely saloon. And... Sort of interrogates him. Because the Empire is currently hunting down Force-sensitives.
0: But meanwhile, where is where's Obi-Wan during this time? So What's he doing?
1: Obi-Wan is chopping meat.
0: Yeah, he got, like, a day job, didn't he?
1: Yeah, a yeah, day job chopping, hopping meat.
0: He- Let's get to the climax of the show. What happened with Leia on Alderaan?
1: So it start where we meet Alderaan, and it's a very peaceful, lovely planet that totally does not have munitions plants and poisonous toxins that the Rebels are going to use later. So Leia is climbing a tree, and she's just looking at the various spaceships, can you blame her? That's what I'd be doing, counting the various spaceships if I would suddenly travel to Star Wars.
0: And basically some bounty hunters capture her because, well, the Grand Inquisitors are looking for her to lure out Obi-Wan Kenobi because they know of Lebe- Yo, the Organa's family relations between Obi-Wan in the past. And they have, like, suspicions that Obi-Wan is still alive and out there. And so, well... Essentially, lay is bait. I think we should discuss what we liked about episode 1 and what we didn't like. Would you like to go first, or should I?
1: Yes, I would like to go first. Okay. Here's what I liked about it. I liked the new planet that they added, Diahu. It's really cool, even though it should have been more inherently obvious that this was a new planet. And the trail looked like it was the Corazon's underworld. Apparently, the creator said it was supposed to be like... Hong Kong kind of sketchy and I really think is a very interesting planet because what happens on Daihu kind of stays on Daihu. I also
0: remember seeing like an ex-clone trooper there in one scene. Do you remember that? Yes. Loads of people were talking about that one.
1: Yes, I did.
0: Yeah, I mean the same guy plays Bull Effect has made like a few more appearances not only as a clone troopers but also as the ex-clone trooper then he was Jango fed then his boy. He's kind of, he's pretty... Roles. Yes,
1: 200,000 yep. into Maria Morrison's with a million more well on the way.
0: I was a little surprised not to see as much of Luke as we as the trailer kind of made it point seem to be because we had this whole shot of Luke and we only see him for like I don't know maybe like a few seconds no more than a cameo.
1: Yeah, bacon switch like bacon and switch.
0: And I was kind of surprised cuz I mean I I don't mind the show focusing more on Leia I think that makes a bit more sense to kind of get everyone off the planet, but it's like, so we're not going to get any screen time of Luke, period?
1: Yes, because he's supposed to be protecting Luke. <laughs> That'd probably
0: fall into a dislike section, wouldn't it? Yeah. Always All right, so for me, I think what I liked about the show, I did like seeing Alderaan because it's mentioned a lot in Star Wars, just just canon and stories and books overall. We see comics panels of it but i have had yet to see a movie or a television show actually get a look at the planet beyond you know seeing it get blown up and we get to see it on a ground level we get to see what the buildings are like what kind of what life is like there which is something it it looks very different than what i imagined it to be it looks like coruscant or it looks like a similar setup to it no you know what it really reminds me of chase it reminds me of cloud city how it looked like the architecture all that it looked just like that but it was more on a forest type planet, and I really enjoyed seeing that. It was something different.
1: Yes, because if Coruscant is the brains of the galaxy, Alderaan is its heart.
0: Hmm. So I would say something else I liked about the show, other than that, Alderaan was great. By the way, um, I think I like Uncle Owen's performance in that show, and here's why. Well. We've never really gotten too many interactions between Uncle Owen and, and Ben from the very first film, A New Hope. There was only like a brief mention of him, and then of course, well, he died an hour later in the film, but that, that's a whole other.
1: I still think it was Boba Fett.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a theory, but to, to keep it going, I mean, he specifically wants told Obi-Wan to stay away from Luke from Jump, which wasn't something I heard before. And I could tell that they had taken some inspiration from the Obi-Wan comics, because I did actually read one of those on Kindle. I was able to get access to one of those. And and while they... It more... It focused more on Obi-Wan's life on Tatooine than anything else. Didn't really show him going out of that area. But, you know, the books and the movies are obviously different from each other, so... You know, it focused on Luke a little bit more, which we didn't see in the show like was mentioned previously, but it's a welcome change. Now, what I now I think I, I can't interrupt the Inquisitors thing, because that's going to be obvious. They were kind of the highlight of the entire show. So, if you don't know who the Inquisitors are, basically, like Chase said, they are Jedi Hunters. And we have the fifth brother, Inquisitor person, which... Doesn't look as accurate to the show, but I mean, understandable. Live action is mm-hmm. live action. And then, of course, we have Reva, which was also mentioned earlier, and we have the Grand Inquisitor. We saw him from Rebels, I remember, from season one. He got mentioned in season two, and he didn't make any more appearances after that. And this is 10 years, I think, before Rebels and all that. So there's five. like. Oh, thank you. So there's like a five gap between that and then a new hope, and one. 10 years. Alright, thank you for that. So. What I have to say about the Grand Cruiser, and this falls into a dislike section, is his overall design. Because I've seen his his head shape, alright? If you look in the show, his head is. I don't know how to describe it. You can see looks me. Looks
1: like a watermelon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would actually be the best way to describe it. Because for anyone who has seen Rebels, his face was looked kind of elongated a little bit, like a little bit thinner. And all that. Cucumber. Like... Yes, yet another good word to <laughs> describe and it was all around, and I guess it was to make him look more human. It's kind of funny because I was reading a story today about how a common cliche in sci fi films is where they try making aliens and creatures look more human than they should be. And this is really a problem because back in the old Star Wars, I'm pretty sure the closest thing you got to an alien was something that looked a bit more like a bug than anything else. But then you get all these aliens which look more like aliens with more like humans with distinct features and stuff. It looks almost like cosplay here on Earth. which of course makes sense given it's a film but that's just a gripe but i saw them do the same thing in revenge of the sith with the grand inquisitor species that looked not only more accurate but much better so my question is were you just not able to do it because i mean i guess i understand that but if you were able to do it like two three four years ago and it looked amazing why can't you do that now and that's, that may seem like something minor, but it's just sort of... It's stuff like that that I notice whenever I watch films like this. And Reva here, I don't really know what her deal is. She seems really bent on looking for Obi-Wan Kenobi, but I haven't gotten any answers as to why. There's the um, opening scene with the credits where we see someone who we think could be her after the Jedi Temple got attacked. It's like a different perspective. We're getting to see a lot of shots from the inside. We saw some in the Book of Oba we saw this new one in Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I, of course, there was a few others from the... I think the Clone Wars? The Rebels TV show? I thought that there was like a few more flashback scenes, because we've got a few different angles, because we... In Revenge of the Sith, we see that shot of Anakin going up the steps and all of that, and we got the little hollow transmissions, but now we're seeing the inside stuff of what actually happened there, from different perspectives from different people. And I think that that's something that I like being explored, and we don't know what happened to Reva after that. But we can kind of guess. I suppose she became an Inquisitor, we don't know how, we don't know why, we don't know if she was captured or not. And the reason why she's looking for Wan Kenobi is just, we don't know. We have a hunch, but we will go to that in episode 2, because that is explored a little bit further. Speaking of episode 2, let's just jump into that right now.
1: They can make an entire film about what happened in the Jedi Temple, because that's really huge.
0: Yeah, they can make like a short or something, yeah. that's a good point.
1: They can even make a film about the Battle of Yavinosis.
0: Mm. Alright, so I think we should... I mean, Reva in Episode 2. Once again, I mean, we. this was a bit more about the dynamic between her and the Inquisitors, because she's kind of as different than the others, because she was a former Jedi course, I'm, I'm, I'm sure how the Grand Inquisitor can even, like, say anything about that, given that that's kind of what happened to all of them. I mean, I'm pretty yeah. sure that they had, like, some force training prior. I mean, there were some exceptions, but that's kind of the majority, right? Yeah. So... <laughs> I mean, you're acting like...
1: Yeah, they're being trained by the Empire, so you're right. And like the Empire, Rev was taking over the entire show.
0: I... I, I would say that... It was. It's important to bring her in a little bit more than everyone else because we have been introduced into the Inquisitors in comics and games and books. Reva is really the only new character that we're getting in the show that we haven't seen before, and most I think that it makes sense to give her more time than most characters to kind of explore her further. And besides, you don't just do that, especially since that little uh, credit scene from episode one. Well, you it's don't about just
1: Obi Wan. It's not about Reva. It's not about the Inquisitors. It's about Obi Wan trying to protect Luke.
0: Of course, with that being said, you gotta have some stuff around that, right? Yes. You know, we conflict have to, and all that.
1: Yes, we do have to have conflict, and that's why I think the main villain should have been the Grand Inquisitor, because he's like the top dog directly under Vader.
0: Or at least he was before he got stabbed yes. in episode two. Yes, that's sign we'll go into later, people who's watching this. Break if you didn't know... War. Yes, we will go into... That's a whole other can of worms and on Twitter and stuff about what's actually happened. Mm-hmm. So, I think we should talk about the likes and dislikes because a run-through is that basically Obi-Wan finds Leia, gets her back from the bounty hunters, they look for a transport off of Dayu to find yet another port to take them off of Alderaan. It's basically like hopping from bus to bus, if you can imagine what that's like. It's it's the same thing, people. And they have to avoid the Empire the entire time. So, good luck with that. My likes with this show was that I mean, like Chase said earlier... I mean, Dayu... It it does it looks like Coruscant Underworld... Because I actually actually have seen that in the Clone Wars, didn't we? We got a few... Yes, we got There were a few episodes that centered around that, the more street There was level. actually a
1: planned show about the Coruscant Underworld... But, like Legends, they scrapped it.
0: Mm, yeah, I guess we'll never know what that was like. But, I... I don't know what why Revan wants Obi-Wan um, specifically. And I think that what I liked about this one... Was the fact that Obi-Wan is... He's kind of reluctant about this entire thing to start off with, right? He doesn't really want to go out and find Leia exactly. I mean, it's not that he doesn't want to. Because, I mean, he wants to keep her safe. He wants to keep both of them safe. Just that he can't do that without being exposed. But then in the exact same episode, he is exposed...
1: So, it so really
0: matter. It's, it's kind of inevitable that he's gonna be exposed anyhow, which kind of defeats the point. I
1: am inevitable.
0: And then of course, Baylor got. So it's really a mixed bag with likes and dislikes. Cause where whenever I liked something about that episode, there's a great follow up to something I didn't like about that show, which is just like, <laughs> but why? Like for example, when Leia kept saying that her father's gonna bring a whole army. I know that you're supposed to be keeping Leia a secret, okay? That makes sense. She's Force-sensitive, or, well... uh, She's Force-sensitive-ish. We'll leave it at an ish, alright? Well, it's ish. And if she's discovered, then it's gonna be a whole thing. The Empire's gonna be looking for her. But the thing is... First of all, there's been little to no mention of Leia being Force-sensitive at all in this show... Except for maybe episode four, which we'll talk about later.
1: What about that scene where she was confronting her cousins? That was, I I. That, think she was Yeah, she was I don't in know. Or maybe,
0: maybe she can figure out truths about people because that's like that's a that's not like the
1: like, book
0: definition that. of the force to some extent. So you might be right about that. But other than that, we haven't like seen anyone question her about it, or at least it hasn't come up yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for episodes five and six to come out. You know they got a whole season two mm-hmm. planned, so. Leaving that to the side. But, so, my but this is my big question. Obi-Wan Kenobi, to me, is... I mean, he's a Jedi. So, if you want to find anyone, a Jedi is probably the next best thing. But, my thing is, why not send an army? Like, yeah, you could have sent someone with Obi-Wan, at least.
1: Like, stormtroopers. No, we'll one, storm I'm not troopers. even talking about
0: the Empire, man. Because everyone knows that the Empire is kind army, of...
1: That's the only army in the galaxy.
0: True. But they've got some people on Alderaan as well. You could have sent an, a, a, another bounty hunter. Like, the just just a hunter, not even force. for money. But, yeah, like that, the military police force. My question uh, is, troopers. why not send them, though? You yeah, didn't explain that. I mean, Leia's force sensitive, them? but, I mean, the Empire... The
1: Empire, a bounty hunter, they, they couldn't even send Boba Fett.
0: I, okay, no. Boba Fett's a bit of a stretch, but the point Seems is, my my overarching point is, you could have sent anyone else from Alderaan to do this. Obi-Wan might have been better for it, depending on the situation he was put in, but it's nothing that someone else could have handled without putting Obi-Wan and Leia in danger, because now she's kind of in more trouble, because he sent Obi-Wan, which we learned about in episode four, we'll get into more of that. It's, it's a whole thing. So eventually they do get off to a transport, and then there's the whole bombshell thing. Would you like to discuss that? Because I mean, it's like the whole Darth Vader okay, issue. So,
1: wait, in episode three? Episode two. Episode two. Okay, so unless you've been living in a desert planet for nineteen years, Rafa stabbed the Grand Inquisitor, and Lore got blown up like the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, thanks a lot.
0: You want to discuss a lot the later. whole thing with Rebels and I
1: Okay, like 5 years later, the Grand Inquisitor is in Rebels. I'm starting to wonder what the story group is for. So what the story group So, is so let
0: me get this straight. So, in the Rebels animated series, the Grand Inquisitor is alive and kicking, all right? He's he's doing the thing. He's just scary as as he wants to be and and then we get Wan Kenobi, and he's also in that show. And we're just like, so wait, in the five years, how are you still alive? <coughs> but then again, considering that it, he kind of stabbed him in the abdomen type area, it could have just been a flesh wound. And we don't know what his anatomy looks like with the species Actually, that he is. Actually, we do. Oh, you Apparently, do?
1: Apparently, he has two stomachs.
0: So you know what? Maybe, I mean, she, because she, cause you stabbed him like the stomach area, correct? Yes. And if he has two... I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's like a kidney. Well, I mean, you he, can technically survive with one, right? Well, maybe
1: he can. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, he can, yes. Well, well, well. He can't keep his blood clean anymore.
0: Uh, I mean, he can technically survive with one, I
1: suppose. I mean, well, he did say that there are some things more frightening than death.
2: There are some things far more frightening than death.
0: <laughs> that's, that's, that's the most frightening thing we've seen this entire show alright but more on that later you know you you can get the idea of what we're trying to say here basically the Grand Inquisitor being dead period makes no sense of course we didn't see a body so he might not be dead I mean it's the same thing with Marvel's Kingpin so I'm leaving that out Yeah, the open Marvel's Kingpin. now you know Reva drops the bombshell number one can only be the Dark Vader and Skywalker which also doesn't make sense yeah it
1: doesn't make sense how would she know because Vader is notorious for pretty much killing anyone except the Emperor who knows his true identity. Like, the only one who's outside of Palpatine who knows Emperor Vader's true identity is Grand Admiral Thrawn.
0: And we all know how important he is to just the Empire in general. But I think we should get back to Dayu after a minute because they didn't leave Dayu, Period. I mean, they kind of just took, like, a ship or something, right? I think they were still on Dayu at the time of all this. Into a more grassy, like, Savannah-like spot. And this is going to go into episode three, because episode two kind of just leaves them there. Episode three, they get off the ship.
1: What about likes and dislikes? We didn't do that. We did.
0: Oh, was there any... Oh, I'm so sorry, Chase. I'm so sorry. Was there anything... <laughs> Yeah, I kind of left you in the dust there. I'm I'm sorry. I kind of went off on a tangent. What did you like and dislike about episode 2?
1: Leia is a 10-year-old who runs like a toddler.
0: Yeah, I just I'm I'm not. Cause, she cause, she looks we, at least seven.
1: Yes, because
0: six younger than ten is my point. Maybe the
1: crew has to compete with Baby Yoda, so I guess I understand why they did it because because <laughs> <laughs> Baby Yoda's already conquered the world.
0: <laughs> it, it, it feels like we've kind of been there, done that. We get the gist.
1: Speaking of Baby Yoda, oh uh, watch out for uh Baby Yoda. Wait a minute, Chase, I've just realized
0: something that you just told me.
1: What?
0: Think about it. In The Mandalorian, what was the plot of Mandalorian and Baby Yoda and all that in the first season? I think I'm seeing something here. Did Obi-Wan Kenobi kind of... copy the Mandalorian plot for season one? Yep. Think about it. Yep. Four sensitive person.
1: Yep, four sensitive person. Yep, they did it because lone
0: gunslinger guy, cowboy Obi Wan Kenobi with the lightsaber and all that
1: he's being hunted. All about the dislikes, but by a
0: Darth Vader type character like Moff Gideon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they copied it.
0: And then you got copied Darth Vader based. on Obi Wan kenobi side, <laughs> trying to get him
1: saved. <laughs>
0: Back to the Oh yeah,
1: but there's one more thing that I didn't like, one cano's betrayal. They gave him the Jake Skywalker treatment. You wanna
0: explain he- what Jake Skywalker is? It's a little inside joke of our House.
1: Okay, he got last Jedi.
0: So what? This whole Jake Skywalker thing. This is something funny that me and him do. For those of you who don't actually, know, actually,
1: Mark Hamill invented it. Oh, he did yes
0: all right so basically in the last jedi people there's been a long debate about whether that was actually luke skywalker because even i when i saw that film the last jedi i didn't think it sounded like luke and so whenever Mm -hmm. chase says jake skywalker basically means that a character is acting outside of their like personality than we would expect not not that that's 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 a bad thing or anything. But it's just something to think about, for I better mean, or for worse.
1: Kenobi can't even lift a 10-year-old with the Force who, again, runs like a toddler.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, then we saw something in Episode 4 where he was, like, kind of struggling to use it. Maybe it's just, like, mental issues, you know? Maybe he's kind of trying mental to get out issues. of that. Mental issues. I can imagine now that'd be hard on a person. Okay. We should move on to Episode 3, though. We've kind of been talking on Episode 2 for a lot longer than we needed to. So, Episode 3 is essentially them trying to get on this transport and they have to ride with stormtroopers the entire time, which would be horrifying for anyone.
1: Uh, no it wouldn't. I wouldn't be horrified because the stormtroopers are a peacekeeping force trying to bring security to the galaxy and hunting those religious fanatics that are called the Jedi.
0: What you're not wrong. Because we do actually. there was a bit of there was like this bus driver guy who was talking about the Empire for a minute. So that a might be open to a
1: discussion. Because here on that mosaic we are proud supporters of, of, the, um, of the Empire.
0: <laughs> we got we, we a whole propaganda person over here on our show. So I would say that because I think that the really most interesting thing that they I feel like they wanted us to take away from the show. Like forget getting past the transport and the whole fight scenes and all that. What interested me the most was the fact that the bus driver, his name was Freck, right? Freck. Look like the Mole Man from Marvel, that really ridiculous oh, yeah. villain. I don't know if you remember him. Freck was saying, "There's nothing wrong with a little order, right?" Like while he was talking to Obi-Wan and lay on the bus, Ooh. while as the stormtroopers got on, because he doesn't know who they are, he's just he's just like a bystander at this point. So I I kind of gave me a little bit of an inside look into why some people were actually just genuinely okay with the Empire, because if you think about it, when the separatists and the Republic were kind of fighting and stuff, truth be told, I can see, especially with the Clone Wars. The galaxy was kind of an anarchy. The Empire did, in fact, kind of clean the mess up. Because it's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. All y'all need to get in line. We're doing this from now on. Okay? Okay. There wasn't as many problems after that. So I have to admit, as you kind of mentioned earlier, <laughs> the Empire isn't as bad as they're portrayed, but it depends on which side you look on. Yes, because it is Star you, Wars, for an example. Because if
1: you look, what, look, what was in the galaxy in the prequels... And what happened later with the New Republic, the Empire is the best system to live with.
0: So let's continue along with the actual events of the show. The other big highlight is the Wan vs. Darth Vader showdown. And uh, I would like to get they get help from this lady named Tala who's like an Imperial defect who get, takes them to the safe house essentially where they can get on the nearest port. It was, but then Darth Vader arrives and then spoils that plan. Which leads in episode four, once again coming up soon. So I would like you, Chase, to give your honest opinion. Okay. I'll give mine later here's, on the Darth Vader or Kenobi fight. Here's
1: my likes in like in episode of code three. I like um um come. I like how Leia goes full on Star Wars fan and says oh as 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 well, Father. Aren't you gonna say hello? And I was like, Yes, say hello there. Oh there. Oh man. That well, would have
0: been a perfect moment. No, that
1: won't find the, the perfect moment. Now, that's how you do fan service, right? Exactly. But then there's my dislikes. The first dislike is the Darth Vader showdown. Apparently, everyone at Lucasfilm, when they were talking about it, said it's going to be the rematch of the century. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that century was year 100, it... Like, I would say that it was very underwhelming, and the choreography was kind of subpar and was probably the second-worst lightsaber fight I've ever seen. The first is, of course, the throne room scene in The Last Jedi, but...
0: So, I I can see what you're saying, because when I saw... Oh, okay, we're gonna get some genuine George Lucas-type fight scenes right here. Yeah, like I was like, course. here we go. I sat down... Lean back. I was ready for it. Like in the
1: prequels.
0: And we, I noticed a little detail where you know you have the blue and the red lightsabers clash. You get more of a purple light effect, which is more accurate to real life than you would expect. Tiny detail with that fight scene. You have to rewatch it. But I gotta agree with you, Chase, because I thought it was. If I had to rate that fight scene, it's gonna have to be a four because you got Darth Vader, you got Obi Wan Kenobi, and it was like we're doing this for hands, yeah. And I get it. Obi-Wan is a little... He's not as much into it as he was in his younger days. I understand that. But, you know, Anakin's kind of old as well. Yeah, I mean, the
1: one... I mean, even the one in New Hope was more exhilarating than that. And the one in New Hope literally looked like two old men just woke up from a nap and started fighting with their canes, and that was more entertaining than this. I feel like they just put that in front of a green screen.
0: Now we gotta discuss the uh, the whole issue with the whole fire scene we're at, where Obi Wan was like, I'm gonna set this entire yes. fo- thing on fire and you're well, this is the end for you, my master and all well, that. Well this
1: did answer a huge Star Wars fan question. Does the high ground work with dark side users? And Disney was like, nah uh Huh? Made what do, do you mean plunge? by that? Well uh, apparently Obi Wan won in Revenge of Sith because he had the high ground but Obi-Wan won the Phantom Menace when he didn't have the high ground.
0: Okay, I and think I see what you're saying. And
1: dealing in with Sith, so a bunch of Star Wars fans just like, wait a minute. Does the high ground only work with Jedi and or characters with super plot armor?
0: That's actually a good point, because if you think about it, remember when um, Obi-Wan said this line? Like, it's
2: over, Anakin! I have the high ground! Underestimate my power.
0: Don't try it. Which makes sense. If you're up on an elevated piece of land, you get to fire down on someone, which typically seems like the advantage in war. Unless or whatever you're fighting,
1: Unless you're fighting a Mandalorian and he can just jetpack up. Yeah, of so course. It really
0: work. But at the same time in the Phantom Menace, in the same like prequel era, he's standing Obi-Wan is on the ground and maul Maul's up, so technically he has the advantage. He has the high ground. And Obi Wan just jumps up and they just. Doesn't even start... have a lightsaber. Exactly! So that's a good point. And then talk about the Obi Wan Kenobi fight with the high ground. Give that example. Yeah,
1: and. Uh, and I know what Darth Vader was trying to do, because. As when he set the thing on fire and wanted to burn Obi Wan Kenobi, that sounds like a very Anakin thing to do. Like. Like, he would do the exact same, exact same thing. That's, like, something that came <laughs> from the Clone Wars would definitely do.
0: So, this do. is my problem with the Sam fight scene. Do you mind? Because I, I... I, I mean, the show... Sand. This is, once again, where I get a little mix on the likes and dislikes. Because I kind of have more dislikes than likes. Except for episode 4 and 1. Episode 2 and 3 are mixed back for me altogether. But what I would say about the fight scene... And this... I'm just... If you guys... I recommend watching the show for more context for me and Chase are saying... Assume that you have watched and you're just listening to us now.
1: Unless you haven't cancelled your Disney Plus account after watching episode (laughs) 3.
0: Right, so this is what happened with the fight scene, okay? Essentially, Anakin has the advantage. He's like force choking like Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's got all that going on. Sets the ground on fire, the sand and all that. He's got him on the ground. If there's fire everywhere and all that. So Darth Vader puts out the flames, right? Because he didn't want to just kill him just yet. He kinda of wanted to, I guess, torture him. I don't well, know. Well we
1: can't kill him because we need to keep consistency with a new hope. Oh wait, what happened to the Grand Inquisitor? Huh?
0: Right, I of course he's <laughs> So I mean so the stormtroopers ask he axes them to bring him to him. Tala. Remember her? She was like the Imperial d Basically makes a distraction, causes another fire to go up, which I don't see how that helps Obi-Wan much, but, (laughs) yeah, and, you know, and Darth Vader just stands there and watches Obi-Wan be carried away by the droid, and my thing is, you want, you told the Stormtroopers, he's like, oh, the Stormtroopers are saying, oh, gosh, we can't get through, so let me get this straight, Darth Vader can't just do the thing where he put out the fire, because we already saw you do that, the Stormtroopers can't fly. I know you have jetpacks. We've seen it before. I know you have those. If you look at this fight scene with any sort of just like common sense and you really think about what happened, you it makes you wonder, but why? Yeah. Maybe, and I think that the intention behind this was maybe their way of saying, they'll meet again, just not today. Maybe that'll be held off for episode six. So I don't think this was the fight scene, fight scene we were looking for. Maybe they will give us something a little bit more satisfying in episode 6 when Obi-Wan really gets in the shape. <laughs> if anything, I think episode 3 was used more as a wake-up call for the character than anything else, but oh yeah, by the way Leia got captured by Reva, no surprise there because she sent off Tala to rescue Obi-Wan leaving her completely alone in the tunnel leading to the spaceport so she's captured now. Also, there's this thing called The Path, which they've introduced into a subplot, which Reva is apparently looking for. Once again, it doesn't seem to have any personal connection to her, as found in Episode 4. So once again, a lot of can of worms as to why Reva wants to hunt Obi-Wan. More questions than answers. Episode 4. Let's hit it. Alright, so with Episode 4, we just saw that, by the way, just not but an hour ago. So this is going to be fresh in our minds. Uh, So, Reva captures Leia. Obi Wan is healed in the back of the tank because, You know he got burnt and everything. For the most part, he's fine. All right, he he needs his is gives his body time to heal. Because
1: of plot armor.
0: Well, yeah, I suppose it, it probably would have taken a bit more long long time. But they had they had stuff to do. All right, so I can we can forget about that. So what they have to do is that they team up with this.
1: You can forget about common sense too.
0: They they team up with like these. I mean, they're not rebels exactly, but they do have like the same speeders that the rebels used which we will talk about in a bit, because I don't know if you noticed that the ships they were flying later in, like, the aerial scene, but... More terrorism. They were snow speeders, okay? Now, I could just be completely wrong about this, and I maybe just don't know much about the ship, but last time I checked, there's a difference between a speeder and a ship. Yep. A speeder is like a hover bike type thing. A hover bike cannot fly it hovers above the ground. If there is, is no ground, you have no hover bike. Yes,
1: you, you, you don't. You have no hover bike.
0: And, that, and the speeders were able to go across the snow because they're hovering. Otherwise, it would have been a full-on aerial battle. Yeah. For the most part. And I don't think we see them, like, fly, do we?
1: And, and no. And another other thing is when we enter the, in, the fortress Inquisitorius, we see TIE fighters. Why aren't aren't tie fighters being scrambled
0: so the thing is i didn't really understand why they used snow speeders in particular maybe they wanted to make it sound like oh well we need to get something a little cheaper next ones because those are those are actually more expensive than they look so maybe a snow speeder was just like a low quality type thing that they used and you know what i'm i can let that slide you know it's it's kind of minor but still it, it raised questions like Okay, so I guess it's like, so are we bringing a hoverbike to battle? No, you probably want to bring a ship. That's a minor detail. That'll probably fall into the dislikes. Now, what I did like about Episode 4 was... Hmm. Well, I do remember seeing a different, like, Trooper variant, which I kind of really like Trooper variants because of the way their helmets are shaped. It's
1: actually not new. It's actually a very classic one from Legends called the Purge Trooper. And I'm really glad when... The new canon takes elements from legends even though they should not have decanonized it in the first place
0: i've noticed ever since the rise skywalker came out ever since the mandalorian came out that kind of brought a lot more comic book aspects into the story from games and stuff
1: and novels
0: exactly that could be considered like what old canon
1: yes and if you've been at Star Wars celebration, it's pretty much all but confirmed that Disney going to remake the Thrawn trilogy.
0: Right, we will. We can talk about that in a later episode that is coming up soon. So with Episode Four, Leia, she did not get tortured in the show. So I don't know if you've been on YouTube, but wait. those are those videos are all out of context. Yep, all right, she
1: did. Wait a minute. Those yes. videos are
0: all out of context, people. So yeah, she okay, was not, she wasn't, she didn't get a, in the electric chair type thing. I mean, they were close to doing it, but luckily, because yes. that, that would have kind of been a breaking point.
1: Yeah, plot armor. That yeah. would
0: no, that just, that really would have just been too much for the yeah, show. Yeah,
1: even though, but there, I do have a serious question. Why was, I was Leia being trapped there even really much of a problem? I mean, couldn't you just fly out like Mary Poppins? that,
0: that, that. Okay, so we had that one scene the last minute where she was flying for no apparent reason, all right? Leslie, don't Unless like don't it's talk- just a
1: running joke. It's a running joke around here. Leia Poppins, y'all.
0: So, Reva, once again, interrogates Leia. She's asking sorts of those questions, like, where did this come from? Where about the path? I don't think Leia's lying about the path, so to speak, because it's the first time I've heard about it, and I think it's the first time she has. And it's, it's, I don't know about the path too much, like, what it is, it's basically all those safe houses. Essentially, they're connected in those tunnels that they were using. And that's kind of the whole point of the path. And she's asking them, like, all right, where did this come from, all the stuff, seeing if she knows anything. And then she tells them Obi-Wan is dead. I don't really think that Reva was lying about this information. Maybe she just genuinely didn't know because she wasn't there. So, you know, she wouldn't have any way of knowing that. I guess she just assumed that he was dead. Of course, he comes back. She's like, oh, you kidding me. You're kidding me.
1: <laughs> you're kidding me
0: and Tala get is able to get past the security and they realize a horrifying secret about this whole imperial fortress that it's not a fortress it's, it's a really tomb. exactly it's a
1: tomb like you see apparently early i think this is where the corpses of dead jedi go and we see a lot of it we see the master from that episode of the clone wars and we even see a youngling in there now. I don't know who it is, it might be that youngling from episode two, or it could have been the youngling said, Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do?
0: Oh, yeah, that... it
1: could have been the same guy, even though he didn't have the helmet on, but maybe he was using it as a shield or something. I,
0: I don't know. The point is, it did they just seem to have a lot up. of. I don't know. dead bodies. I suppose really they look like they were up. kind of just like frozen in amber. It looks yeah. like a carbonite type yeah, situation, amber. if you ask me. Yeah,
1: it was like not amber that they're from dead, the but they're bark.
0: exactly just like. <laughs> in
1: that's
0: that's a better description. Um, so Reva's just asked like where Tala came from because Tala isn't really supposed to be there. It's like why are you here? Then she says, "Oh, I'm a spy. I'm giving you information about Won Kenobi. He's like, "But I okay. I don't." Didn't I didn't. Ask. I didn't ask. But okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. If you got some information about the path, then you know, Obi and Leia escape from where she was being held in the electric type thing. Obi rescues her before they actually do anything. Once again, that would be whole PG fourteen level stuff. So they take they take her out. They're able to escape for the most part, and it looks like things are looking really bad for him because you got Reva on one side. Darth Vader is actually at the place. I don't know why he didn't get involved, but okay. He's
1: probably trying to destroy all traces of sand in the galaxy.
0: Right. <laughs> and, you know, you have stormtroopers on one side. You have stormtroopers on the other side. It, basically, it's a whole circular type thing. The the, sto- the snow speeders that we mentioned earlier come in, take out the entire area, except for the Inquisitors, of course, because, yeah, one of the people people who are flying ships name is way to get shot down unfortunately so that's a heavy loss taken to the crew Uh, wasn't talked about too much but it's a minor point i felt need to be brought up and they're i they're able to escape on the transport they get inside the snow speeder they're able to get out and Darth vader just comes in and he is mad beyond mad like i think this is the most brutal we've seen Darth vader in like tv and stuff before like, for example, yeah. you had, like, Star Wars Rebels, which kind of went a little bit overboard with Vader. But this kind of just took it from a level yeah, 1 yeah. to a level 9 no, on Darth Vader. level
1: 11, because, like, he was mad. Like, that, that's pretty much me after I see all the new Marvel movies. That's pretty much, pretty much me. That's pretty much me.
0: <laughs> and I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because mm-hmm. of the way he's being shot. Like, obviously, you have more handheld camera movements that are being used in a show that look a bit more natural maybe it just makes them look more menacing i don't know that could very easily be it but i think this is the first time i've seen darth vader on screen and felt genuine fear from seeing him i've only gotten that reaction from only two other characters and that was the same *Ramy* spider-man trilogy genuine fear whenever i see any of those films show up in any project mm. <laughs> no i'm serious like <laughs> chills man so i really like the way they're handling darth vader in this show it really brings out like what he represents as a character, and essentially, it looks like they put a tracker on Leia's droid. Her name was Lola, and all that it looks like they just like I guess inserted a tracker or something like that. They just like oh we'll just pop this on. It's like an Apple AirTag essentially, and the, I, I guess we're gonna get a whole another tracking scene again, which is what they did in the last episode. Episode yes. two, they were tracking him. We you doing it again. Apple. So episodes five and six, I predict, are gonna be because episode five is like. The climax before the climax with these Disney yeah. Plus shows, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. But here's, hey, we have a commercial. No, we don't. We are going to sell to you guys bad dialogue. You thought the dialogue from the prequels was bad? Oh, oh boy, you have another thing coming. Coming. Um, when we find out about the tracking device, Revels like, like where they go, it will follow. Uh. That doesn't really sound natural for Star Wars.
0: You know what that reminded me of when she said that chase? And I mean you I can it? if we if we can get a little bit more serious for a moment. When she said that, I don't know if anyone was getting any build and they will come they,
1: by. Yeah, from I, that. If they build it, we will they will come. Like
0: I don't know about that.
1: <laughs> they will come.
0: I, that's the only thing on my mind after seeing that. <laughs> okay, well, that's really it for episode four. Truthfully, and I, episode five six we have yet to wait because episode five six, it can really like turn the show around for the better or for the worse. I've seen some examples of that.
3: Show's pretty
0: bad, but I think we're gonna just leave it at that because I'm still. Because if we're looking at the show overall, what I liked and disliked about it, like in its entirety, it's not that I don't like the show. But there's some obvious problems with it that I think need to be addressed somewhere down the line. If you want to introduce the Grand Inquisitor again, episode 5 is going to probably be the place yep. to do it. Just like say, oh, he's not dead.
1: Yeah, he's not dead. That's
0: that's usually the place to put something like that because before death episode doesn't 6.
1: doesn't mean anything in Star Wars anymore.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Well, this is a symptom of a greater issue. They killed the Grand Inquisitor. He's obviously going to come back. Act. Act. And not to mention the sequels, they brought back Palpatine for, for some re- Well, the same thing happen in Legends, but for the outside of Boba Fett and Palpatine, briefly, but wasn't actually Palpatine, that was pretty it. If you died in Legends, you were pretty much going to stay dead. But a new canon, it just does that to a whole new level. Now, they Now... Even though, oh, when they brought back Mom a bit mixed on it, how How is a bit ridiculous, but I like how they expanded his arc. I mean, if you're gonna bring back a character from the dead, at least expand that character, but they didn't expand Palpatine. They're probably not going to expand the Grand Inquisitor. So
0: you're saying that characters like Boba Fett, Emperor Palpatine, any character that was presumed dead, now, because they're coming back...
1: Cop Vance?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. him as well. Cad Bane. Cad
1: Bane. We're always chance. speculating
0: that he's not be dead. And that's not just yeah, Star Wars. Because, that's kind of with everything. Yeah, nowadays. like Marvel
1: and DC. But the thing with Cad Bane is that the thing that on his chest was actually like a heart monitor. And when we see him, it seems that his heart was clearly still beating.
0: So you're saying that death doesn't seem to mean too much in media anymore as it did in the past. That's an understandable issue.
1: Because you don't care.
0: Alright, so I would say that where can we take this next? I think we need to address something a little bit more serious. And this is the last topic we have for our episode today, just about. And that
2: is about... This weekend, Star Wars fans made uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi the most watched Disney Plus original series premiere of all time. And for that, I would say a big thank you. And uh, it just goes to show what this family can do when we all pull together. However, um, it seems that some of the fan base from this influential fan base have decided to attack Moses Ingram online and send her the most horrendous racist DMs. And I heard some of them this morning and it just broke my heart. Moses is a brilliant actor. She's a brilliant woman and she's absolutely amazing in this series she brings so much to the series she brings so much to the franchise and it just sickened me to my stomach to hear that this had been happening i just want to say as the leading actor in the series as the executive producer on the series that we stand with moses we love moses and if you're sending her bullying messages you're no star wars fan in my mind there's no place for racism in this world and uh I totally stand with Moses.
3: Long story short, um, there are hundreds of those, hundreds. Um, And I also see those of you out there who put on a cake for me. And that really does mean the world to me because, you know, there's nothing anybody can do about this. There's nothing anybody can do to stop this hate. And so I question what my purpose is and even being here in front of you saying that this is happening. I don't really know. I don't really know. Um, But I think the thing that bothers me is that like, sort of this feeling that I've had inside of myself, which no one has told me, but this feeling of like, I just got to shut up and take it. You know, I just kind of got to grind and bury it. Um, and I'm not built like that. So <laughs> I really just wanted to come on, I think, and say thank you to the people who show up for me in the comments and the places that I'm not gonna put myself. And um to the rest of y'all, y'all weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: right, so what you just heard was you heard A.W. McGregor and you heard Moses and Graham speaking on the same issue and I don't, where does, where would I start with this? Essentially there's been some racism involving Reva's character, well not even just her character, but the actor herself No,
1: it was her actress, not the character. Exactly Well i make that point very clear
0: so, there's been, people have been sending Moe Ingram a bunch of nasty comments in her DMs. I'm assuming on her social media platforms like Instagram and all that. Because you can just do that, apparently. Yeah. A little, a little odd, but. <laughs> <laughs> and just sending her the most nasty stuff. And I, I, I wanted to refrain from using this on her show, but the N-word was used. So, there's that. But. If you don't know what that means, look it up or don't, I don't really mind, I don't really I do. <laughs> but I. what needs to be said here is that number one, this is wrong okay, it's very wrong and there's been racism in Star Wars for a long time now that has either been, you know, covered up for numerous reasons whatever that, those may end up being or just the fact that I mean, this is ugly period yes, because I don't ugly. have a problem with Reva, okay as of now, sure, her character's a little bit wonky with me but as it relates to Moses Ingram, first time I've been introduced to the actor, so you know, I have yet to see her. Maybe she pops up in other projects, so I'll be able to see. Or, you know, I have to do research on these people, on their movies. But I don't have a problem with her. But what people are targeting her because of her role in stars, and this, she is not the first person to have problems with this. And apparently, Disney, like Lucasfilm, told her this before prior. We heard in a few stories. Which we will send some links down below okay. to some of these so you can have some... But I want to make this make very your clear. Own, your, yes, you can put your own opinion. I want to
1: make this point very clear. These people who call themselves Star Wars fans, they are targeting Moses Ingram, not Aunt Reva. I really just don't like it. Why are these people targeting her like this? It's okay to criticize the character. Even though they don't want you to do that either, which is still wrong, but you's okay. But you can't criticize the actress for just doing her job. I don't like the character of Reva whatsoever. You just can't be a Star Wars fan, and if you're targeting the actress like this because she didn't do anything wrong,
0: I would like to just say this. You know, this is we got to address some of the other characters in Star Wars. Yeah, this happened with Lando Calrissian. That's Billy D. Wait, Williams, wait, everyone. It did.
1: It, it, wait a minute. If oh. you don't
0: like Billy D. Williams, me and you cannot be yeah, friends. Yes, yes,
1: yes, you can. <laughs> but hold on. And, and But wait. Apparently, the same thing happened with John Boyega.
0: Exactly. With Finn. Well, we can, we, we him. We can't forget him. Even that's
1: still debatable. Even that's still debatable because a lot of people just want uh, to know the continuity of this because a lot of material said that all Stormtroopers were clones.
0: What I will say to really put an end to to this segment is that whenever you're tackling diversity, you want to look at the character first and not the person behind it. Because the comments that you make and the things that you say can be really hurtful. You can really be hurting someone in real life, okay? There's been way too many examples of that in Star Wars and just media in general. And what else, what I also will say was that Reva's character, when they were writing the show, you can find stories about this, when they were writing the show, Reva was added at the last minute. They didn't really consider the diversity of the character and all that stuff, that sort of thing should have been put at the very beginning and not the end. I think Reva was poorly written, I will say that. But I think that that's really the only issue and you do not want to harm the person, so... If I, I would strongly recommend speaking out against anything like this, I mean, but as far as our Mosaic is concerned, we are behind Moses Ingram all the way with this.